Okay, so we have a fun topic today because it touches on a lot of different things. It touches on uh, levels of mitzvot, it touches on reasons for mitzvot, and uh, to make Adin Fox and Noam Carter happy, and it touches on women's issues. See, you, you just can't beat it. Can't beat it. Yes, right. Okay. So we know in general, there's a rule in halacha that women are exempt from mitzvot asay shazman gramah. Okay, positive mitzvot that have a time-bound component. Uh, although many people have pointed out that as rules go, this is not one of the more comprehensive rules of Jewish history. There are a tremendous amount of exceptions, almost as many exceptions that fit the rule. For example, let's just talk on a Doraita plane for a second, guys, not the Rabbanon. Give me two Doraita mitzvot that in theory seem to be assays that are tied down, and nonetheless, women are obligated. Alicia. Okay, actually, what's the truth about chauffeur? Women are not obligated. But, Alicia, I have good news for you. It was a knowledgeable mistake. We all like knowledgeable mistakes. Why did Alicia say shofar? Because there is a long-standing hundreds of years minog that Jewish women are very zealous to hear the shofar. Okay, so it is really a long-standing minog. Now we're going to invent it like 50 years ago. For hundreds of years, women have said, of course, you have to hear shofar no shishinah. But the reality is that they are exempt. Yes, Jack. Okay, except for? I wanted a doraita. Okay, but you are correct. David Irvin. Okay, which part of Shabbos? Okay, all of it. Give me an safe part of Shabbos. Go, come on, let's go. Live dangerously. Let's go. Oh, that was pretty clever of you. So, which part of Shabbos? What? No, not Tvilin. Kiddush, yes. Guys, women have the same obligation in Kiddush as men do. Now, in theory, this is actually important. Okay, here we go. When. When your girlfriends are doing a Shabbos in Airbnb in Tel Aviv, and they look, for, they look to you for halachic advice, or when your platonic friends are doing a Shabbos in Tel Aviv, and they're looking to you for halachic advice, right? Your advice should be, you guys are absolutely obligated in Kiddush. It doesn't matter that no men are present, right? Kiddush is not a male mitzvah. It is an equal mitzvah between men and women. Now, does anyone remember what the drush is? It's going to be important later. What do we say, Tani? Um, very good. We say Shamar and Zachar are a tag team. Anybody who's chayv in Shamar is chayv in Zachar. That means anyone who can't do Malacha also has to say Kiddush. Okay? So women and men have the same chayv in Kiddush. But let's remember why, because it's going to be important later. Because of the Zachar Shamar parallel. Okay, does anyone else have a Doraita say that women are chayv in? Jake Franken. Yes, that is correct. Women are absolutely chayv to eat matzah on Pesach. Now, this is even more important to get the reason there. Okay, what's the reason there? It's another package deal. What's the package deal? Nadav. Okay, I, it's good you said it, even though it's incorrect. We'll get there in a second. Zach Magerman. Okay, you're all thinking correctly, but wrong nonetheless. Nitai. Nope. Anyone? Well, think about it. If the Zacher and Shama are a package deal... Maybe there's a package deal between oh chametz and matzah. What if we view chametz and matzah as a package deal? But it's it's here's the the tag team. Those that can't eat chametz are also those that are obligated to eat matzah. So notice what. Where's the connection between those? Ah, okay. So it has to do with a, a hekesh when two things are juxtaposed in the Torah. So the same pasuk that says eat matzah also says don't eat chametz. Okay. Okay, guys, uh, just three seconds, okay, Avner, is that right? Okay, you know, Avner Kohn is one of my favorite students, but he does have a bit, he does have a bit of a contrarian spirit. So he always has to set, that's like some little expression of contrariness. So if it's not verbal, it's like violating the dress code, and, like it has to be something. Okay, this, this guy, so. Everyone else is wearing Hawaiian shirts, they started wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, but the, all those Hawaiian shirts have collars. No, but I'm wearing the boring shirt possible. They're all wearing like. Oh, that's your contrariness. Yeah. See, it's not because the dress code is like to fight the whiners. Okay, okay. I misinterpreted his contrariness. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, David Edwards. It's just so well thought out. Sorry? No, we, we said Kiddush, right? Shema. Oh, Shema. Um, 
Let's leave Shema out of it for now. Okay. What? Why is that Zaman Grama? How does that make it Zaman Grama? Okay, we'll have to, you have to define Zaman Grama, which we're not going to do right now. Okay, now why did I emphasize this? A, to realize that there's a lot of exceptions. But B, we're about to have a new argument. And it's interesting where the new argument is applied and where it's not applied. And one of the good things about analysis is you say, let's see all the examples we have and try to see if there's a common pattern. So let's look at the first source, because we introduced a concept that I think that Nadav and Zach were using. Um, here's a Gemara Megillah. Um, Yeshua Levi. Nashim chayavot b'mikra Megillah. Women do have to read Megillah Esther. They are chayavot that. Why? Here's the line. Sha'af hein hanis. What does it sound like, guys? Why are they chayav? They were part of the story. Right, they are part of the story of Purim in Persia, and therefore they're included. Okay, now, in theory, let's already notice something. Wait, that's a pretty convincing argument. Wait, so shouldn't that already be a reason for them to be chayav in matzah, right? So already notice that's not the reason the Gemara said to be chayav in matzah. The Gemara had this drush of chameitz and matzah. So already you might wonder, is sha'af hein somehow limited? When do we say this argument? When don't we say this argument? So let's take it a step further. So what will be the next mode of analysis? Let us figure out all the places in Shas where this argument appears. So I will say to you guys sometime, you don't have to search through Shas. It is a grand total of three. Okay, but let's see if we can figure out what the other two are. Does anyone know what the other two are? The three places that the Torah uses, Sha'af, Peinu, Botoh, Anes. Nadav. That's correct. You've got to go up with confidence, otherwise you get stuffed. No, we're not, we're not talking about the rices anymore. Okay. okay? That limitation is off the table. So women do have a mitzvah to light Hanukkah candles. Again, because... There's only one left. Okay, we got Megillah, Esther, and Purim. We've got Hanukkah candles. And David Herman. I'm going to Okay, you guys just insist on throwing chauffeur in there. Guys, I have bad news. Women are not high of in chauffeur. Okay, it is true that there is a long standing minute to them to ten, but they are simply not high, not on any level. Even before okay. Yom Kippur. Even before Yom Kippur. What does that mean? Eating, eating, not even. Eating. Oh, that's actually a very interesting other shirt about eating before Yom Kippur, because how to what degree is that linked well, with Yom Kippur? That was, is that also that was very clever, Amir. Is that also another package deal? Yeah, very good. That's a very good point. Okay. Uh, Josh Shapiro. Okay, it is something I can do with Pesach, but more specifically, Donnie Deutsch. Good. Why do you know that, Donnie? Okay, very good. So, everyone got, let's get the exhaustive list and raise some questions and see if we see a pattern. If we made the exhaustive list, when do we say women are obligated in something because they were part of the miracle? We say it regarding reading the Megillah on Purim. We say it regarding the four cups of wine on Pesach. And we say it regarding the Hanukkah candles. Okay, now we already have a couple of questions. In theory, this could be a much more widespread argument. Okay, because in theory, as we said, maybe that's the reason to them to be chayav in matzah. But that's not the reason the Gemara said. So that's one question. I'll go even further. Are women chayev to sit in a sukkah on Sukkot? No. 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 Wait. But maybe Afhain should obligate them there as well. So ready. I would say we now have three questions. What are the parameters of Afhain? When does it apply? When doesn't it apply? Why does it not obligate women in matzah? And why does it not obligate women in sukkah? Now notice those don't play out the same way. Women are obligated in matzah just on different grounds. Women are not obligated in sukkah. But either way, we can ask the question. Okay, here we go. Ben Weissel has life over there. Guys, Ben is still jet even though it's like three weeks later since he came back. It's really remarkable. Okay. Blame the doggers. What? It's the doggers' fault. Oh, that's why? Because you stepped watching the doggers again? Not intentionally. Oh, wait, you didn't tell me that. No, it wasn't intentional. Why are you a doggers' fan? Well, I said, my grandfather brought Ah, wow. That's really, That's really serious. Dating back to the Brooklyn Dodgers and Ebbets Field. Oh, my God. Wow. Wait till your, your grandfather, like, he followed, like, uh, Duke Snyder and Roy Campanella. Wow, very impressive. Very impressive. Okay, inside. 
Where I could what? Okay, guys, why? Okay, why does listening to the Seder show not really count so much? I'm not sure that's a formal mitzvah, right? There's a general mitzvah called Kriyat Torah, which we choose to fulfill in various ways. But I would say it's a specific mitzvah to listen to the Seder Dibur Shavuot. Well, not only. Why is that? Ta- oh, because of Afein Botoanes? Oh, that's an interesting question. That's not a bad question. Okay, maybe it should be high in Sefer Amalek. Yeah, Josh. What's the miracle in Oh, that was a great question. Okay, terrific. We're going to go out of order now. Okay, we're going to go out of order for one second. He says, maybe Sukkah doesn't have an ace. Okay, so Evan, go to, st- to source three. That was very good. Josh, you and the Nitziv go together. Okay, so the Nitziv, the Rashiv Olajan, has a parish on Gemara called the Romei Sadat. If everyone could skip to the third line. See what it says, below dummy? And the third line, it's source three. Yeah? Okay, here we go, Josh. Write to your parents that you said this word. The low dummy lesuka dip to road a few mudrunan. Why are they potter on every level? Afagav shagaim hema yubenes kibesuka lo shavti. Hainim shum deshama eno nechshav lenes. Maybe it's it's not enough to be part of the story. You have to be part of a miraculous story or perhaps a salvation story. Shahare ein bezes sipur hanes kamoba megila. Notice what else he notices. On Hanukkah, what term do we tend to use? We want to fulfill? Yeah, but what do we call it? Pursue Nisa. Right? Notice he points out, and he might think he's right, there's no source anywhere about the holiday of Sukkot that talks about Sukkot being an act of Pursue Nisa. Maybe Sukkot, maybe not everything I want to historically remember falls into the category of so maybe Pesach does, and Purim does, and Hanukkah does. Right? Maybe you need something miraculous, some sense of salvation from disaster, and maybe you don't have that in Sukkot. That's an interesting possibility. So Joshua Leif is right. According to the Nitziv, is much more widespread. The problem is Sukkot just doesn't qualify as an ace, and therefore it, does not, it is not Machai women in Sukkot. Avishai. I think we usually assume yes, yeah. So, would that be another category? Well, the question is, is that not say? Right. So it is interesting, you guys ask a very good question, what happens when I have a positive formulation, but it tells me to desist from something? Right, and we can see where that's a little bit borderline. Right, what does the Torah say in Yom Kippur? It's very interesting what you guys have said. It never says, lo tochal. What is it, what's the actual formulation? Very good, Nitem and ashotechem. But at the end of the day, the Nitem is telling you to refrain from something. Okay? So that's an interesting question, but not for us right now. Yeah, Mark? Um, how could you say that like, there was no miracle of Sukkot? Like, wasn't the act of like, living in a desert and like, Hashem providing a Sukkot? Like, isn't that like, some sort of miracle? Like, okay, but even, okay, Europe might be onto something, Mark, but even think about the famous debate about Ananim, the Sukkot. Okay, you guys must have learned this in some of your schools. What's the famous debate between Rebbe Lez and Rebbe Kiva about the Sukkot? Yeah, Josh Milstein? Is it Mamish or is it uh, the Ananaya? Okay, right. Are they Sukkot Mamish or the Ananaya Kavod? Now, maybe there's a little bit of a larger debate there, Mark, about are we talking about a more miraculous kind of survival or just, look, life's hard in the desert, but there are things you could do. If it's Sukkot Mamish, what does that mean? They built real huts and soldiered through it, as it were. Right, so maybe there is a sense that life in the bar is not... You're right, the mud is a question, but maybe it's not this, this fully miraculous experience. David Edwards. We basically said that like, all of our holidays have some basic part of it, or is it, or is it just default women are exempt from the social And if there was a mace, and then if the women were involved in the mace, then they're. You know what? Hold up your question, we do a little bit more. So guys, I'm going to take more comments in a minute. Let me just sneak in a little bit more. Okay, you're good? Yeah. Judah Berman, you're okay? You with me? You're looking a little out of it. Okay, guys, uh, I know it's purely subjective, but I'm going to declare that Judah Berman has the nicest Hawaiian shirt in the Okay, I know it's purely, purely subjective. But, uh, okay. Okay. He gets extra points. extra points for the pink color and the flamingos. Okay, here we go. Now, there is one other thing going on here. One other thing that is going on here that we've not discussed yet. So if everyone could please look at the Tosos in Megillah, the second source, second Tosos. I put two Tosos on, if we'll get to both. 
but the second one has the most important debate. Because you guys all gave a natural explanation. It's source two. You guys all gave a natural explanation. We're now going to discover is actually a little bit of a debate what the Afhein argument is. Here it goes. Ready? Whoa. Rashbam with a game changer there. What does it say Afhein means? Not that they were part of the story, but they were the story. I mean, Afe means women are the heroines of the story. Okay, that's a very different read. Now, let's see how Rashbam is going to plug it in. As he goes through it, guys, obviously some of them are much easier than others. What's the easiest of the three, of course? Yeah, you don't have to be a major feminist to say Purim is a female heroine. So here we go. Bipurim al yidei ester. Okay, now what's, what are you going to struggle with here a bit? Not so clear where Hanukkah is. A female heroine story. So look what he says. al Now this is tricky, guys, because as far as I know, Yehudit does not appear in any classic Chazal stories. Okay, and I know Yehudit, but what's the legend of Yehudit? Ah, the Seidel brothers have arrived. Good to see you guys. Okay, guys, if anybody wants to go to IDC and they're curious about it, go speak to, uh, to the Seidel brothers, to John and Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, good, you guys know this legend that she fed the Greek Syrian general and then killed him? Obviously, very reminiscent of the Yael story in Tanakh. But in any case, if you accept this legend, so then you have a female hero in Hanukkah as well. And now for the last one, the Pesach, Right, there is an idea in Chazal that what enabled them to achieve uh, redemption from Egypt? The righteous women of that generation. Now, those in my chumash here for Shmod, I would claim in some degree that's Pshat and not Drash. Because if you look at Shmod, guys, okay, those in my chumash here all know this, till you get to Moshe Rabbeinu, who are all the heroes, it's one woman after another, right? The two Miel Dot who refuse to kill the babies, right? The mother and sister who have a plan to keep the baby alive, and Bat Paro who has mercy on the baby. So it's one female hero after another. So you could say that, and that leads to the savior of Israel being, born, being surviving, right? Moshe. So at that point, it's not such a stretch to say that women are the story there also. Okay, so what's Afein according to Rashbam? Women are the heroes. Okay, hold that thought for a second. Now, Tosos does not agree. And I think it's, this Machlokan could change our whole analysis. V'kashe, delashon she'afein mashma, she'hein tfeilot. Okay, my morning sure guys will like this. Okay, I keep emphasizing how much sensitivity to language matters. Even a little thing, like the word af. What's the difference between saying shehein and saying she'afhein? Well, in terms of what resonance is created. If I say she'afhein hayubotones, oh, hein hayubotones. What does the af seem to convey? That, that they were like a lesson part. Exactly. Right, af means I've already got something in place. And what's off? Oh, also the women. But if I take the word off out of the mix, arguably it means they are the story. So now, says Tosvos, we don't like Rashbam so much because then it shouldn't have said Afe Hobotones. Okay, so let me just sum up the Machloket and you guys will tell me the implications and I'll tell, take any question you want. So getting back to this whole argument, Afe Hobotones, that obligates women to free mitzvot, Right, again, Arba Koso, Ner Hanukkah, Mikra Megillah. We have Rashbam saying it means women are the story. They're the heroines. And we have Tosfut saying, no, it just means they're part of the story. Now, who could tell me, before your questions, we'll get to your questions in a second. What might be a nafkamina? What are the implications of whether I go with Rashbam or I go with Tosfut? How will it affect our analysis here, guys? Or even something we've already discussed. Who, yeah, Aaron Levitt. Okay, terrific. Give me a case where, let's say, the Toastwood argument would apply and the Rashbam argument would not apply. Sukkah, very good. Don't we now have a very smooth solution for the Sukkah problem? We're trying to figure out why women are not obligated in Sukkot. If I ask, let's say we invited the Rashbam and Toastwoods to the dinner table. Okay, ah, and David Sharik makes his famous Friday night dinner meal. They're having a great time there. And then David, and who's the other cook? Where's Moshe Zimberg? We lost him again. No? Oh, and Chai Margulies makes his chili. Right, guys, we decided that we're going to craft the ideal all right to Shabbat. Davi's in charge of Friday night. Shai makes chili for lunch. 
and we're good to go. Right? Uh, who's good at, and obviously I'm going to make the chili, sorry. Uh, now we're good. I know chili and chili might be a bit overkill, but nonetheless. Okay. Okay, there we go. Okay. Uh, okay, so in any case, where was I? Ah, there we go. And he asked the Rashbam, why are women not obligated to the sukkah after all? Ah, pain her you, the Rashbam would say, my dear friend, that is not a problem in the slightest. Oh, the Rashbam say? Yeah, where do you have any female heroes in the sukkah story? There are no female heroes, so that's why women are not included. Whereas, if you're Tosvot, you're back to the question. So we're going to see a third answer to this, but notice what just happened. We now have two approaches to the sukkah problem. We have, wait, we have two approaches to the sukkah. We have the Josh approach, which we saw in the Nitziv. He claims sukkah is not even a nace on any level. And now we have the Rashbam approach, which is very simple. It's only about women being the heroes. Women are not the heroes of this. There is no hero of the Sukkah story. Okay. Tani Gross. Um, according to Rashbam, like the reason that they would be involved in, the reason that they would be obligated in the case is because like, the women like, allowed for Moshe. Yes. Involved, like, you could argue that it's the same thing for Sukkah. Like, they wouldn't have been brought out of the triumph and they wouldn't have been in the desert if it wasn't Moshe. Uh, okay. Interesting. Look, I, I will agree with Tanya. I'm going to rephrase your point, but I like your point. Pesach is not as good as the Purim example, because Pesach is like they set it in motion. And maybe you're saying setting it in motion is not the same as actually carrying it out, where Esther, as it were, she doesn't. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can hear the question. Yeah, Alicia. Isn't there a much easier distinction between these three that even Rashbam and Tosos will agree on that they're all in the Rabbanan? Oh, very good. You guys are amazing. Okay, everyone go to... The second page. Okay, we will see a toast vote. Alicia Shmala, very good. Is that why you opened it with Jimmy Benaraisa? Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes, if you listen to me carefully, I'm already hinting at the answer in the first sentence, Alicia Shmala. Okay, here we go. So let's go to toast vote. Okay? Gabi Edri, how's it going here? Are you feeling it today? Okay, good. Okay, let's see. Uh, let us see the, uh, the toast vote over here, okay? Guys, don't, don't say to me any day you're not feeling good, because then you're just going to get that for the rest of the year. Gavi Edgy made like a fatal error. Okay. Okay, here we go, guys. So let's see uh, the toast is on the top of the second page. Hayubo Tones, Pirish Rashbam, Shal Yodam Nigalu, V'chein B'Megilah De'Ester, V'chan K'day Yudi. Right, so that's the Rashbam we already see, right? What does Afe mean? They were, they were the story. Now here, Tosos again doesn't like it. V'kashe, so his first objection is the same as the other toaster, right? The word af seems to imply they're secondary, not that they're primary. Okay, next. Ba'od. It often pays to look at the other shas, look at you, Shami. Okay, I'm sorry to do this, but Josh Shane, you are frighteningly addicted to your phone. You need this three-day retreat desperately. Okay. Ba'od. Debiu Shalmi. Garis. What? I'll be there on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. I'll be there when Josh is in the middle of like desperate withdrawal systems. Okay, okay. But oh, to be you shall me, Garth. What does it say to you shall me? Now, what that again, notice again how one shift in word changed everything. They're not part of the nays, they're part of the suffake. What does that make it sound like? Mashma bota sakana. Suffake doesn't sound like who brought it about. It's not about the miracle or about the salvation. Suffake is about. Who is in danger? Who is it? Like their fate is doubtful. What's going to happen to them? So the claim is that also would be an argument against Rashbam, right? So Tosros so far has two arguments against the Rashbam. Again, the language of Af and Yushami about Safek. Let's keep going. Guys, in one minute, I'm going to take comments. Uh, where was I? Now, Lisha Shmalo. Well, why they exempt from Sukkah? Keep a Sukkot Shafti. Hatam. What is Tosun assume? And I'll try to explain perhaps why. Afhain is a great halachic force, but it's only a halachic force in, in rabbinic mitzvot. It is not a halachic force on a deraita plane. Now, once that's true, guys, all of Shas makes sense. What again are the three places we applied it? Megillah, Durabanan, Ne'er Hanukkah, Durabanan, and Arba Kosot, even though, guys, Pesach is a biblical holiday, Arba Kosot happens to also be 
the Rabbanan. So the only three places we applied is the Rabbanan. Notice how our two questions will also fall away. Why didn't the Gemara use it to obligate women in matzah? Why didn't it use a different argument? Because matzah is in the Torah. Why didn't the Gemara use it to obligate women in sukkah? Because sukkah is from the Torah. So at this point, guys, we have three answers to the sukkah question. Only one of which really works for Pesach. Okay, again, what are our three answers to the sukkah question? Afhein does not obligate women in sukkah, either because Josh Alifas, there's no nace, or because the Rashbam, women are not the story, they're not heroes, or Alicia and Tosvot, oh, you misunderstood. Afhein really only works on a rabbinic plane, not on a right to plane. Okay, who had comments before that I haven't had, hadn't had a chance to say it? On anything, anything we've done so far. Okay? No. Yeah, is this a general question? Alicia, can you just fill this with cold if, water? If, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's still how the rabbis and how they say, like, we know how to make exceptions to this rule. Because if you don't understand the rule, then how can you kind of find details that are able to make exceptions? Uh, look, I'll discuss it more simultaneously. I'd rather not get. I think once we start some Montgomery, there will be no escaping the conversation. So we're going to just focus more on Afeng now, if that's okay. Okay, who else? Yeah, David? Thank you so much. Um, I'm trying to remember what the original historical source is. Guys, it is true. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys are aware. You know, maybe I'll just do a brief aside. Who's, who's our Jewish historian here? Who likes Jewish history? Okay. Ah, oh, Josh Shane, very good. You could uh, scroll the net for Jewish history sites. Okay. So. Okay. Hi, poor Josh. Okay. You doing okay, Josh? Okay, great. Okay, so. Uh, it's kind of interesting because I don't know if you guys realize this Chazal do not spend very much time talking about Hanukkah because there's like a famous question why they don't right there, there is a, like a three daf sugya about the halachot of Ner Hanukkah but first by the way, in, in the Mishnah notice actually I'll give you a very good example guys notice which Chag does not have a Masechet right there's mis- now you might say rabbinic Chagim don't have Masechet but that's wrong because Masechet Megillah so notice Purim ranked the Masechet and Hanukkah doesn't get one. There's no Masechah Hanukkah. And even in Gemara, guys, most of the Agadic legends you know are not from Chazal. They're from the Book of Maccabees or Josephus. I'll give you some good examples. Who learned in elementary school that Eliezer climbed under the elephant and stabbed the elephant from the bottom but committed suicide and killed? You guys all learned that? Okay, great. Guys, there's no source in Chazal anywhere that says that. Okay, I think, it's, I think it's from the Book of Maccabees. I believe that's the source, the historical source. Now, I'm not saying the Book of Maccabees is lying. I'm just pointing out, notice Chazal did not emphasize all these Hanukkah stories. So it is an interesting question, like why that is. Why were Chazal not more adamant about telling the Hanukkah stories? So I'm trying to remember where the Hudid story comes from. I'm not sure if it's even in Maccabees. I'll have to check that out. It might be only in Josephus. <laughs> Look, I think, for various, this is a good question. I think the Rashbam thought that his pshat and afhein works much better. Maybe because it accounts for sukkah or for other reasons. And therefore, I admit, he's forcing it into it. He is forcing it into it. Okay? I admit. Simcha. Uh, let's just think it through for a second. I don't think so. Because what are the mitzvah say in Pesach? There is carbon Pesach. That's the right there's matzah, that's the right There's marar, and that's the right Now you might, Sipra is also the right So I'll tell you the only case here, where your question comes up, Simcha, how, and I have to think this through a little bit, how do we view something that used to be the right but is today the Rabbanan? Right? That's an interesting test case, right? You see what I'm saying? For example, there is an idea, some people think, okay, guys, let's just spell it out for a second. Some people think the mitzvah of matzah you used to be to write up, but today you're Can we give an argument why that would be? Like, what changed? Well, how was matzah originally eaten? Together with Karen Pesach. So if I argue that, oh, that's not just a nice sandwich, that's inherently linked. So you might say, what's that? You might say that once the, we're absent the Karen Pesach, Matz is reduced from a direct to so Similarly, that's the only thing I can think of. Some things that were once the right to that became the Yeah. Okay. So could we not, if the same pasuk is 
Oh, that was extremely clever. Wait, where is that? It's definitely on one source somewhere. Give me one second. Did I not put it on in the end? Okay, we'll get there in a minute, okay? Ah, here we go. Let's go to, actually, we'll do simplest right now. I like very much what you guys are. Anticipate what the Rishonim were going to say. Or I guess historically, or Rishonim anticipated what you were going to say. Okay, so look, let's go back to source two. Okay, let's go back to source two, the Toso. Okay, now he is bothered by why we needed a special drasha for matzah. Okay, why do we need a special drasha for matzah? Don't, shouldn't we just say, Hanes, right? We saw that question already. So you see what it says, V'yesh Lomar, three lines to the bottom? Anyone have that? Which one? Three lines to the bottom? I'm in the second toast road. V'yesh Lomar, three lines to the bottom? V'yesh Lomar, Dushim, Hai Tama. Why do we like Afhein? Lo Machaiva, Ela Midrabanan. So it's not exactly the same, but it's similar to Tosin Psachim. Again, what's the argument? Afhein only works on which plane? On a rabbinic plane. Elav Mehekesha. And why is a Hekesh better? Because a Hekesh could work on a Doraita plane. So if I have a Hekesh between Matzah and Chameh, that's much better than Afein. So again, we have this idea, similar to what Elisha Shmuel suggested, that Afein only works on a rabbinic plane. Next. The Rabbeinu Yosef, Ishu Shalayim, kind of interesting guy. I don't even remember who in the age of Tosu lived in Jerusalem. There weren't that many Jews in Jerusalem then. But I guess this Rabbeinu Yosef did. I guess maybe he moved from France or Germany to Yerushalayim. I would have thought that women are exempt from matzah. So simply, it's very interesting. He goes in the other direction. Like, right, so, but again, but I just point out it raises your point. Like he is thinking, oh, maybe I needed extra work to make you chayv and matzah because I could have said, we know women are exempt from sukkah, and we have this famous connection between the night of the 15th of Sukkot and the night of the 15th of Matzah, and that would have made me exempt them from Matzah as well. I mean, Afhain wouldn't have been able to overcome that. That's why I needed the other Hekesh to Chameit. So again, it's not, a, it's not exactly the simplest point, but it is thinking along the same lines. Okay, simply, do you want to follow up? Yeah, it's just like, where do we see that? Okay, that's a good question. So I just want to make one point even though Simcha is asking a good question, like usual, okay, which is, I think it's important to realize, I've, I've argued this with my morning share, that even when you use something like a Gzeir Shava or a Hekesh, and it seems like we've thrown human logic to the, to the wind, right, let's, let's do a contrast, actually, about different ways we darshan Allah. Let's all agree, which, which of the methods of Drashot, guys, is pure human logic? Oh, Very good, a Kalvach Homer. I always say, guys, you do not have to be an Orthodox Jew to say Kalvach Homer's. Everybody says Kavach Homers, right? And no, uh, Josh Olivas might get up one day and say, if I could beat Zevi Lawrence at basketball, Kavach Homer, I could beat Sally Lerman, right? That, <laughs> Sally, is, that, is that okay, Sally? No. Um, you know, that's all good. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's just natural. Like, it's a natural human argument, the Kavach Homer, right? That's just the way it works. Okay, so, although it's funny, it's not my topic right now, guys, but some people argue that Kavach Homers are not, are not true in the world of sports. Right? If A beat B and B beat C, it does not follow that in the next game, A will beat C. Okay, so this, this is not for us right now, but if anyone... What? Okay, if you, want to, if you want to discuss with me some other time, we can figure out why Kavach Homers might actually not be true in the world of sports. Okay, but, uh, but in any case, so Kavach Homers, that's pure human logic. Everyone says Kavach Homers. Okay, but you would have thought that... I'm sorry? I mean, in one-on-ones, you cut out like... Well, that's part of the problem. There are too many variables. I would also say a lot. I will say a lot of a lot of sports has to do with matchups, right? So therefore, the matchups might play out. Like, what if like the other team has a six eight guy and your tallest guy is like five eleven, right? So maybe that's just like a matchup discrepancy that can't be compensated for, right? So there are there are various factors that might be uh, that might be playing a role, okay? But in any case, uh, you might think that we get to Zereshava or Hekesh. Then we throw human reasoning out the door. But I don't think that's true. Because even if Xavier Shavah says, I'm meant to learn things from A to B or from B to A, what could I then say? I need human reasoning to figure out what, what I should learn. Right? Surely there, there's still an open question. 
So if I think there's certain parallels between Sukkot and Pesach, or the first night of Sukkot and the first night of Pesach, obviously none of us have suggested, oh, there's a Xer Shavah, guess what? I should eat Maror in the Sukkah. Right? No one has ever suggested that. Right? So I think, even there, I realize I haven't answered Simcha's question, but I am pointing out that we would need to fill out like, what is a logical thing to learn out and what might not be a logical thing to learn out. Yeah, David. Which article? The, the, the Adal one. Yeah, sure. So, like, he basically makes the distinction that all of the things that the rabbis find exceptions for women are things that they're able to do in their house, right? The other Chagim were, like, most, most other decisions of government required to be, and they were trying to develop a social society okay. and enforce a traditional role. Like, like I, I just feel like this is, there's so much billable here to, like, to, like, find what they're saying, and... There's no like actual set principle of like, what the robbers are doing here. It seems like they're just trying to find a way to to allow the women to be to be to be high on these things. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Look, you could. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. Can I attack feminist theory for a second? Is that okay? You'll you'll live with it, David. Okay. Uh, look, there, there there is a danger, guys. Here, here's the danger. Okay, there are certain kinds of historical theorists which kind of um, what's the best way to say this portray everything as a power struggle, right? All of human history is a power struggle, either between, you know, the rich classes and the underprivileged, or between men and women, or between different races. Now, I would say this, guys. There's no question that power struggles are part of life. The problem is when they become all of life. Okay, I think we think about ourselves, like some of our motivation might have to do with power struggles, but not everything is a power struggle. I will give you an example. Like, wait, wait, Abner, hang in there. Okay. Don't worry, the anarchists will have their word. Hang in there. Okay. Like, let's say my wife and I are discussing one night who should take out the garbage. I would like to believe that this is not some grand struggle between the patriarchy and the matriarchy. We just want someone to take out the garbage and we'll, we'll, we'll navigate it. It might have been the same with the discussion with myself and my brother. Right? Not everything is this uh, grand power struggle. So, I'm sorry? Okay, so if that's true, let us go back to the way certain historians analyze the rabbis. So I am not so pro in the sense that I will not tell you that the rabbis were above ever having, you know, power issues. No, the rabbis could have had power issues too. But that's not the same as saying that is all they are doing all the time. So here's where it plays out like it's a little bit funny, David. Like, let's say you say the rabbis were really motivated to exempt women. Wait, so why were they Machai of women in... Matzah and Kiddush. If you, wait, wait. And they tell me, oh, the rabbis were really motivated to be Mechaim women. So why do they exempt them from Sukkah? Now, I'm not saying you can't work out a theory, but when you see that things go in both directions, maybe it's not all some great power struggle. No, but no, that's exactly what you're saying. He was saying that all of the ones that they actually are made and able to do, what they're able to do inside of the house. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I hear the point that you're making about, about not turning everything into some critical struggle, but it turns out that this particular thing is a pretty impactful, halakhic thing in the whole world of women in Judaism. I love that. It's, not like I'm, it's not like I'm analyzing some masa about a rabbi and his wife like, and, and all those sorts of things. I'm analyzing a pretty important um, well, 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 exemption of the rule for women's sins in Judaism. I think it's different than just analyzing No, but A, when there are so many exceptions to the rule, and B, when it cuts both ways, I think it's harder to work it out as some kind of power struggle. <laughs> well, most, most people aren't able to read things. Say that they could do crap in their own homes. Like, I think no, people are allowed to go to their house and, and read pretty well. All right, Avni, what do you want to say before? I Okay, there you go. Avner, don't be so cynical about humanity. We're not so bad. We, 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 do, we do have power struggles, but we do other things in life also. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, what about the animal kingdom? You think uh, they ever get beyond power struggles? Okay. All right, here we go. Yeah, Alicia. Uh, I have a question on Tosos' question. <laughs> not, not an answer to this question. Yeah, because I, I think I enjoy my job a little too much. Yeah, Alicia. <laughs> 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 I
Tosfos um, says that you should make Gzeir Shava from Sukkot uh, to Pesach, but do Gzeir Shavas often do Lekula? Like, why, why, why can't Gzeir Shava? Why do you think Gzeir Shava only Lekula? I haven't learned a lot of shots, but have they ever done Lekula? Like, I'm going to give an example offhand. Gzeir Shava Lekula. Oh, that's an interesting question. I'm sure there are. I have to admit, one is not coming to my mind right now, but let me think about it, okay? All right, we're good, guys? Okay, let's see one more thing. Now, some of you might ask, so you might be wondering, oh, Afhain, if you like that svar a lot, why does it work on a rabbinic plane and not work on a biblical plane? Right, we've seen that idea a couple of times in Tosun. But why should that be the case? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to go after one more guy now. Okay, Ari Tartarka, what game are you playing on your computer right now? Okay. Wait, it's like a particularly embarrassing game? No, it would just be a big deal. Okay, fine. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That was good, Ari, because you managed to admit guilt without admitting guilt. Okay. What? We don't have the Fifth Amendment in Australia. Is that true? Okay, here we go, guys. Let's go to Source 8. Source 8 is... Source 8 is Rabbi Kivager. Okay, so let's see what he says. <coughs> Wait, where is it there? Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to do Source 7 and then Source 8. Let's go to Source 7 first. Now, who remembers who the Svasemis was? The Hasidic Rebbe from? Ger. I pointed out many times, guys, there is a stereotype that Hasidic Rebbe's are good at Hasidus, not so good at Lambdas and learning. Ger disproves that for sure. The Svasemis on Shas is an amazing parish. Really amazing parish. Most people like the Svasemis on Chumash. I'm a big fan of the Svasemis on Shas. In fact, some of you have heard this from me already. Every year in the winter, there's a Hasidic sale of Svarim. When, when is it usually? December? Okay. Okay. It's on Yutek Kislev, okay, which is an important date for Chabadniks. And, ah, that's right. Oh, here we go, Artadarka. Something more exciting than uh, whatever. TF2 is happening. Yeah. What? Okay, there we go. Okay, so now, okay, every year I protest and don't go. Because they sell a ton of Hasidic Svarim, but they don't sell the Svasemis on Chas. How could you have a Hasidic Svarim sale and not sell Svasemis on Chas? Okay, so I do not go as a form of protest. <laughs> Apparently my protest has had little impact on Svarim. <laughs> okay. So let's go, let us go to Source 7, guys. Okay, Source 7. So the last four lines. Ach how can I mechayev nashim matzah because of toanes? Look what he says, guys. Kivin to gzeirat hakatovhi. Since now we get to the tami mitzvahs part, guys. Since it is a divine decree, dipturah and mitzvahs man grama. The atu tam mitzvah tum v'tzitz lo shaych bin hashem. Says surely the reason. If I go by the reason, what's the reason for tzitzis? Remember mitzvot. Surely women need that reason also. Umikomakom and nonetheless. Patrinu kwa, what's still true? Women are butter. Rak the mitzvitra banan shayach tamze. Dimshim shabotu anes. I'm not sure if it's right, but this is philosophically, theologically very interesting. What's he claiming? Where am I more able to use tamya mitzvos to shape the halachic details of a mitzvah? What does he want to claim? I am much more able to do that in Durabanans. And there's certain logic to it. Right? Durabanans, we created the whole institution. So A, we created it. B, we know what it was motivating us. So at that point, you could say, knowing a certain rationale should very much impact on the scope of the mitzvah. So if we think it's about commemorating this great story, what could we then argue? Anybody who's part of the story should be in the mitzvah. He claims that that's not so easily done on a deraita. Maybe because we're less confident about what the rationale is. But I do think it's an interesting idea that Tami HaMitzvot will impact on the halachic rulings on a rabbinic level, but not on the right level. So maybe at that point, the Elisha Shmalo argument is not arbitrary anymore. Because it sounded a bit arbitrary. Oh, it's just the Rabbana, not the Raita. Why? Why is it just the Rabbana, not the Raita? But according to this, we actually have a good reason. Now, this is not my topic right now, but those who are curious, okay, I argue in an article somewhere that even on a deraita level, sometimes Tommy Mitzvahs play a role. That this easy split is not so easy. Okay, but not for us right now. Those who are curious could come over to me afterward. But I think there certainly is a certain logic to it, and we could appreciate what the Svasemis is saying. Okay, so the Svasemis has added one angle here. Maybe a logic to the Drabun and deraita split. Noah? Is it clear from the shots that you've got, like, the, 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 the,
Ah, okay. Look, you're right. It's not explicit in but there is a drasha which is functioning on it at the right level. So he's saying once you have that drasha, even though the time would seemingly apply, women are exempt. We don't like use the time as this overriding factor. Yeah. What was, what was the specific phrase you used for us to like? Does that mean like describing what a mitzvah is about? Or, like, I keep using the phrase tam ha mitzvah. Yeah. yeah you, did you count that phrase in high school? No. That's the classic phrase for what's the rationale of the mitzvah? What's the mitzvah trying to accomplish? We usually call that right the tam, the reason. Tam ha mitzvah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Abishai. Or, or the argument of Ate and Obito Anais only applies in spirit. I feel like that doesn't really answer our overarching question. Of, Which like, was? In, in general, like, what, what reason, like we use uh, Af and Anais, or Beroza Anais, to like, kind of say, okay, like, this is why they're obligated. But like, that, now we see that that only applies in some cases. But, you know, you're right, but it fits perfectly with our third answer. You know, let me just do it. Guys, one second, guys. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do a 30 second review of what we've done. Then Simcha and Alicia are going to ask their points, and then I'll make the last point. Okay, guys? We're almost there. Okay, here we go. 30 second review. We, if I ask you now, why are women not chayav in sukkah based on afhei? We have seen three answers, right? If we ask Josh and the Nitzib, what would they say? There's no nace. Okay, if we ask the Rashbam, what would the Rashbam say? Women weren't the heroines. They weren't the heroes of the story. Okay, if we ask Alicia Shmalo and Tosos, what would they say? Athane only plugs in on a rabbinic level. But now we've, here, Alicia, what have we just done? We've deepened that third answer. If we ask the Sfas Emes, oh, that was very interesting. Why is it that it only plays on a rabbinic plane? What would the Sfas Emes jump in and say? Ah, because we're much more willing to use rationales to define the parameters of the mitzvah on a Durbanan than on... Oh, right. So I think the Svas MS has given some depth <laughs> to the Tosas approach. Okay, now three or four comments, and then I'll do the last point. Donnie Deutsch. Um, I guess, like, by the Lula, which is their abundant, like, could you possibly say they were involved there? Okay, what's hanging though? Uh, first of all, you know what? It's interesting to me, you know, you and Simcha raised something I really, never really thought about before. Like, how do you deal... Well, he asked about a deraita that becomes a derabbanan. In Lulav, you have something that has a deraita day and a derabbanan day. That's very interesting. Do you understand what just happened? Okay, let's go back for a second. Right, can you go back to last week, Sir Kali? Not last week, whenever I last gave. Who knows when that was? Remember the one on Tefillin and Cholamoid? Yeah. So remember, one of the ideas of what an oat was, was the mitzvah hayom. And therefore we said, oh, Cholamoid would be an oat because sukkah still applies. Everyone remember that? So one of you asked, why did, maybe after this year, one of you asked, why didn't Tosos go with Lulav? So the truth is, Josh Hall gave a good answer at the end of this year. Okay, is Josh Hall there? Okay, Josh Hall pointed out correctly to me, maybe, maybe you don't realize this, Lulav outside the Beit HaMikdash, what kind of mitzvah is it? It's only the right on the first day. The next six days are actually rabbinic. Okay, so therefore, Sukkah is a better way to go than Lulav, because Sukkah would be the right to throughout the Chag. So Josh Hall is absolutely right about that. But then Donnie Deutsch just asked me a really interesting question. If, in theory, Afhain would apply to Sukkot, well, how do you deal with something that starts the right, but becomes the right? How would the Tosa's answer play out? It's a very good question. Very good question. Yeah, Alicia. Uh, the Svazamas tries to deepen the answer of Rabana, but I think that it make, doesn't make it like, much weaker. Well, why is it weaker? Cause, cause Maybe if you don't find his, his reason convincing. No, because we have, we know the reason for sentences, so that you remember the misfire. Okay, but what does he point out? Despite the fact that we know the reason, women are still exempt. Exactly. So maybe that shows but that we're not able to use the right to reason so easily. What, why shouldn't we go to, if the point... Okay, so Lisa has a very good point, actually. Let me just explain what Lisa's asking. Okay, okay. this is really a fascinating question, guys. I like it when halacha and machshava mix together. Okay, what is Alicia asking? He's saying... Normally, if you ask the average Jew on the street, why can't you use Tommy a mitzvot on a right to plane? What will the natural answer be? Because we don't know what the reason is. So Alicia's pointing out, but wait, there are several places where Chumash itself does give the reason. 
So maybe at that point you could say, if it was all about our ignorance or underconfidence, well, we could overcome that when it's black and white. That is a very interesting question, but not for us right now. Yes, yeah, simple. And what's the... Even within the Rashbam, he'd be like, you know, like, I also agree. I'm just saying my shot is... No, oh, but didn't Tosas reject Rashbam's reading of Afeng? Yeah, but even within his reading of Afeng, it still wouldn't apply in the sense that Tosas is just saying Afeng is in, in miracles in which the miracles facilitated through human beings, then we have this thing. I mean, Tosas, that's not the case. Oh, that's interesting. There you want to give like posters has like a different version of Rashbam. Yeah. It's not a question whether it's men or women, but it has to be humanity brought it about. And him giving the Darabonon is not because he doesn't think the other answer works, he just thinks it's more primary. He, he agrees, he's saying, I'm okay. not saying it doesn't work. I understand. Simply, you'll put it in your safer on, actually, you have three choices Sukkup, Sakham, or Megillah. Okay, good. One last idea, guys, and we'll call it a day. You guys have been excellent today as usual. Okay. What do you say? Should I go after it or let it be? <laughs> go after it. Okay. Josh Shane, how can you be on your phone again after I made fun of you like four times? Uh, once we're trying that. Ari Tartark, are you back on the computer again? <laughs> yeah. so, don't you guys have, don't you have any shame? Like, do you guys have no embarrassment? Okay. I don't think Ari ever okay. stopped me. I never what? I don't think he ever closed No, I thought that little Chabad interlude like distracted him. No, he no. Still, no, the way the Hasidic sale yeah, didn't like break up the game? Then you stopped talking about Okay. <laughs> Wait, Ari, I thought you like you were, aren't you like partially rebelling against your high school experience? No. Uh, I, well, here, 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 I'm a, here I am a Okay, there you go. Okay, last idea, guys. Let's look at Rikivager in Source 8. Okay, so Rikivager in Source 8 says, I, I'll do it outside because it's just an interesting idea. Okay, we've been talking the whole day about how things play out on the right to plane, how things play out on the run and plane. Okay, let's just talk about Megillah Esther for a second, guys. Okay, if I derive a mitzvah from Megillah Esther, what status should it have? So we normally assume, Durabanan, right, that it doesn't matter if you're from Nach, if you're not from Chumash, you're Durabanan. So for example, what status to the mitzvah of Matano Levionim and Mishloch Menon have? They are, they're rabbinic. Right, even though it says it explicitly in Tanakh, right, you could open our holy scriptures and it says, right, that doesn't matter. You need to be in Chumash to be Doraita, and otherwise you're going So I just want to mention a very interesting idea that appears both in the Turi Avenue of Kibager. They claim that there's a third level, that there's a level they call Divrei Kabbalah, okay, which obviously in this context does not mean uh, Kabbalistic mystical secrets. Okay, right, supposed to look up again for a second. Okay, so uh, that's not what it means. For whatever reason, I'm going to get to right now, guys. Nach is often referred to as Divrei Kabbalah. So just to file away for your general knowledge of halachic concepts, so then if you wanted to apply Tosvot to this Rebekah idea, what would we now wonder? Oh, if Afhain works on a rabbinic plane but does not work on a biblical plane, how would it play out on this middle level called... So I'm not going to do the source inside, those of you one could read it, but you should just realize, even though most of Judaism asserts that there are only two levels, there's only the right thing going on, there is no third category of mitzvah. Obviously there's minhagim as well, but a minhag is not really a form of mitzvah. Right? According to some achronim, it does matter if it was derived from nach. That somehow raises the level, there's like this middle level called divrei kabbalah. Alright, everybody should have a wonderful evening and a great Shabbat. Shabbat.